Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Leading Hope. You're clapping already. You must yeah, be I'm fired excited. up. Fired up. Are you excited for this one? I am. Okay, well, there we go. We'll start right there. Welcome. You're listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is BJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your busy days to be a better leader. If you're new, we release a new uh, episode every Wednesday uh, morning at 7 a.m. You can catch that on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get those automatic notified every week and watch with us. Also, share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram. And rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how those few extra minutes will absolutely help get this podcast in the hands of more leaders just like you. And visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. We continue our series, Think Like a Leader. Think Like a Leader. This is episode 111, The Culture is the Bottom Line. Yeah, buddy. New Year, new me. Yeah, I missed it last week. Oh. I probably need to just let it die and yep. not bring it back up nope. again. It's over. Hey, so I hope you've enjoyed this series as we have I as have. well. Oh, and looking through this idea of to say, how does a leader think? Okay, because before a leader acts a certain way, a leader thinks a certain way. And so you need to be aware of how you're thinking, how you're processing information and planning for the future. And so what we've really focused, we've we've looked at some different things. We've looked at prioritizing process. We've talked uh, last week. What did we talk about last week? Last week, we <laughs> talked about execution. There we go. Over. Execution. Everything. Over. I was so focused on today. Every, I slipped my mind for a second. So today is the culture is is the bottom line. And when we say bottom line, what we mean right here is we mean what matters most. We'll oh, get into yeah. what a typical bottom line is in just a second. And first make our case though, why culture is the bottom line. So let's get a healthy understanding of what culture is first. We've done this many times in the past, but just to spend two minutes talking about this. Uh, culture is not values. It encompasses your values, but it's more than values. Culture is at the core who you are. It is the sum total of your processes, your systems, your values, your vision, your feel. Okay, It is uh, the Greek term, which I love even more, is ethos. Okay, It is just kind of this like the makeup of who you are. That is what culture is. Yes, yes, it is what your victories are. But it is even more importantly how you define victories to begin with. And so what we're saying right here, when we say culture is the bottom line, is we're saying more important than what you do is who you are. Yes, who you are is defined in many ways by what you do, but who you are is the piece that absolutely matters most. So I want to jump into right away what is the non-leader's perspective on this idea, because the non-leader's perspective is, is that the bottom line is financial profitability, because if you've ever read a budget report, when you get to what is literally the bottom line, what you're seeing right there in that moment is you are seeing the net income. <laughs> did we make money or did we lose money? And that matters. Okay. You're not going to hear me in a sense in any way be like, oh yeah, net, net income. It's whatever. Let that go. <laughs> That's for the capitalists. Like Nobody if, cares. If, if your net income isn't positive, you're not going to exist for long. Okay. <laughs> yes. So it does matter. But, but the key is, is that the view of the leader is let me get my note right here. Leaders view financial profitability as one factor among many factors that contribute to ultimate success. Financial profitability, net income, 
is just one piece of the puzzle. But the bottom line is not financial profitability. <clears throat> the bottom line is culture. It's who you are. And so let me let me explain it like this. I need to discuss like two different ideas of culture, and then we'll get into some applications for development. And so the first idea that we need to get into is the idea that your culture is your greatest asset. Who you are as a team, who you are as a group, as a community, is your greatest asset. It is the tool for innovation and invention. Okay, if you don't have a great like a great culture will breed new ideas and creativity more than anything else. Your culture is your greatest sales point for new hires. Your culture is the thing that will create word of mouth traction for others. Okay, it is not just great product. It is great experience, great feel, all the other pieces of it. And so it's beginning to understand, be it business, be it your LinkedIn profile and who you are and what you're developing there, because you have a personal culture, be it church, be it a team, like the most important thing is your culture. It's your greatest tool for future success. And it's probably the thing that hinders you the most from present success. Now, I, I want to, here's the second idea here on culture that's really important is culture is not fixed. This is so huge because so many people, when they look at culture, they go, well, that's just who we are. Your culture can be designed your culture can be shaped like your culture. You should be intentional about creating the culture that you need. If the culture that you had before no longer works in present times, no longer works in new business model, new area, something like that, then your culture needs to be shaped in order to be an advantage. And, and I see so many people are just like, well, this is just who we are. And they go, well, that's stupid. Well, then change who you are. Yeah. Like if it's not working, and some of you are going to look at that, you're like, no, I don't like that. I am who I am. No, oh. I can't change anything. And I want to just go, well, that's why you are where you are. There you are. <laughs> True. We'll just we'll just leave that there. Yeah. And so I understand this for myself, and we've talked about this before. Like I intentionally made some shifts in who I was as a leader, what I valued as a leader, how I communicated as a leader a couple years ago, because I realized the culture that I had was no longer as advantageous, would no longer take me to where I wanted to go. So I started to deliberately shift that. I started to deliberately change that. So I want you to see that your culture is the greatest advantage you have. And at the same point in time, your culture can be shaped, shifted, changed, transformed over time. And so here's the key part of this idea is that if you view financial profitability as the bottom line, eventually you will start playing a game in which you will only do things that increase that net income and you will avoid anything that decreases that net income. Your culture will become uh, what's the word? Your culture will become scrupulous. Your culture will become only what is absolute. It'll be ultimately efficient. And, and there's no, there's Which no innovation. Yeah. yeah. There's no innovation within efficiency at all costs. No. Yeah. I, I don't want you to waste a time. I don't want you to waste hours over and over again. But at the end of the day, like that's not the culture that you want. And so what leaders begin doing is leaders begin looking through every decision, not how does this affect the bottom line, but how does this impact the culture? How does this shape who we are? How does this shape what we value? How does this shape what we see as a victory? Because there, there's been many decisions that we've made. So let me say this, like one of the decisions we've made is to give financial benefits to staff that weren't obvious on the surface. Right. 
and they didn't positively impact the financial bottom line. Right. But the more important piece is not the financial bottom line. The more important piece. So to give it, make it really simple, uh, in Beaver Creek, uh, we have a daycare here. And the daycare does not make money when our staff bring their kids to the daycare. I think it's like, it's basically just a wash. And so there's this question, well, why wouldn't we have that? Well, I'd rather have the interaction with our staff and all the other parents who bring their kids into the daycare than to avoid that. Because if their costs are higher, there's less likely our staff are just going to use the daycare closest to them, whatever like that. And we're going to lose all those interactions. And so what, what I'm showing here is like, I am looking through this and I'm going, I'm not just looking at financial profitability. I'm looking at connection. I'm looking at convenience. I'm looking at generosity toward team. I'm looking at the total picture of how this impacts our culture moving forward into the future instead of just going, yes, this will make the most money. So let me give you a couple applications, then we'll break this down. Application number one, my favorite of the two, think ponies. Ponies. Say what? <laughs> so there's this incredible story of the Pony Express uh, mail delivery system that they design the entire thing not on how to deliver the mail the fastest and not on the way in which the carriers themselves would benefit, but designed for the pony. <laughs> that they found that their most valuable asset was the ponies that they had. Yeah. And so delivery was delayed because it was best for the pony. They had different people ride, different amounts, things like that. They had more rest than the mail carriers needed because it was what was best for the pony. There you go. They found that their bottom line was care for the ponies. And if they did what was best for the ponies, they'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. Looking at culture is the same way. Okay. You're not you're not driving what matters most into the ground because you're looking at the wrong thing. So application number one is think ponies. Application number two is you need to view culture as fluid and fixed. There are some parts of your culture that can change that need to change. There are other parts of your culture that won't. There are things that we say it like this. There are hills that you are willing to die on. You need to be cautious of what those are. You need to be aware of what those are. And you need to make sure that every hill isn't a hill that you're willing yeah, to die on. Yeah. Because there's some pieces that need to be fluid that need to change over time. How you work how you lead, your involvement, the details you care about. These are the things you need to be aware of. What is set and what can change? What is static and what is dynamic? My greatest concern is that some people are going to hear this and they're going to leave impact on the table because we say it like this, we are who we are. If who you are isn't working for what you want to do, then change who you are. Because at the end of the day, the culture is the bottom line. That's good, man. Uh, I will say real quick, if you uh, head over to leadinghope.online uh, and click the podcast tab, we've got a few other culture yeah. uh, that would coincide with this. So if you want to know more about culture, you guys could go over there and check that out, uh, which would be helpful in the context of what we're talking about today. But just talking about this, you said culture can be designed. I think that's exactly what we're getting to here, that culture uh, before profit. Because, yes. And here's the funny here's the funny part about that is if you get the culture right, yes. the profit will take care of itself. Yes. Every time. Absolutely. Every time. Like there's, it's not even, it's not a, there's no, uh, the, you can't combat that. There is not, you can't, that's not right. Like it, it will always win in more ways than just financially, right? With, mm -hmm. with longevity and all these other things. So just recently uh, on Christmas Eve, 
was my last day. Yeah. At a at a corporate job that I've yes. had for uh, I worked for a corporate um, company uh, out of uh, Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> and, of office uh, lore. Yeah, it was and it was a global company, Fortune 500. Uh, all that stuff worked there 18 years mm -hmm. and they are just now since i've been there just now starting in my opinion this is just my opinion okay. starting to get this right oh, okay like just they just work they were bought they're another company now so they split and there's a lot of stuff there uh but they are now starting to understand that we we have for years and i'm talking about years invested in projects <laughs> Yeah, like we're gonna we're gonna throw money at projects, project, 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 and now they're saying no, we're gonna throw money at people. Oh, that's good. Who will lead? That's good. Projects, right? Yeah. And that's the difference. That's culture. Yeah. That's a change in what we think about. It's not just the tangible mm -hmm. item that we're throwing the money at. It's the people. People make companies. Companies don't make people. And it's so incredible to see that they are. So it's so funny. To, and you don't see the other side of it. Yeah. The other side of it, which is if you invest in people, the bottom line will grow. Yeah. And I think one of the hardest things where people just struggle with this concept is the connection <clears throat> between the cultural improvement and the bottom line isn't always obvious. Yeah. And it's not always, sh it's rarely short term. But it really, it isn't direct to go, how does this, so I always come back to like, one of the greatest things, we wanted to shift our culture of belonging at our church. Yeah. We wanted people who had been here for a while to feel like they belonged more. And so what we worked on was changing our first time guest experience from the point of the website on yeah. to create more belonging from the early phase. Now, what we worked on was actually further removed from the problem that we needed to solve. But by focusing on that, we actually solved the problem. Yeah. Because when we were all invested in creating a culture of belonging, there was more belonging later on. People felt a lot more connected as they got in. And, and I think that's the difficult thing within this where it's like this is the part of leadership that's really hard is because if someone looks at you and goes, hey, explain this decision. Explain how it benefits it. And you go, well, I can't. Yeah. Like I go back to my example of with the daycare and stuff like that. How does this well, I can tell you that these couple different things are going to happen, and this is a positive thing. You go, well, show me how this impacts the how. Show me how those connections and other stuff impact. Like, I can't show that to you. Right. I can't prove it to you. Right. But I know how it feels. Right. And so I know that this is better. Yeah. And so here, talk more about uh, talk more about how that leader who says they need to change the culture because uh, they're not. It's not what it needs to be. Uh, what are some things that you would uh, you would say that you would have done or that you have done to help move the culture into a, uh, a whole new uh, way of doing business? Yeah, uh, I, I would just say like to, to summarize it first to say if you're ever saying, well, that's just not who I am. Uh, yeah. You're dead. Yeah. You lost. Yeah. Like that's it. And so I go through a church world to go. I wanted a culture that worshiped well, but I wanted to stand in the back and do nothing. Yeah. Well, those don't coexist. Right. Like that's not going to happen. And so I had to be willing to change who I was. Now, there's some pieces within here that you're going to go. I'm not willing to change that. I'm not I'm not willing to sacrifice that. I'm not willing to shift that. And I, I would just say, like, I'm not telling you that you're wrong because I never would. But but I would say within that to go man, be really be really careful about what those things are. Yeah. Because if you've got a long list of things, you're done. Like you'll be effective for a season, but culture of the world changes. Yeah. 
And if you don't change with it, you're in serious trouble. That's good. I had a conversation the other day with uh, uh, a gentleman, and um, it was talking about you know changing who we are as as husbands and fathers. Oh, that's good. And it's because you know I did I did I thought I, there was only one way to do this thing. Meaning, hey, I go I go to work, I pay the bills. Yeah. You know, you you kind of do the dishes. I yeah. go with well, a thing, and this is I, I, I'm going to write a book. It's going to called it's going to be called "Do the Dishes." <laughs> like I'm serious. I like, like it. Like it, that's what it's going to be called. Because when I decided that I would when I would do those things, is how I changed the culture of my home. Yeah. When I decided I, that's not who I was. Yep. I'm not a dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a dishwasher now. Yeah. And so good. those things, and 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 this gentleman has started doing some of these things, and he's already seeing a different tone in his home that's awesome and 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 this is what you're talking about yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you have to give up some of these things that you know i mean you don't die on every hill but yep. but some hills you need to die on that's yeah. fine but not on everyone not on, and everyone. on the ones that you don't die on if you make if you make a shift on who you are and what you do you'll see a change in your organization yeah. And there is this, like, in, in all of this, there is this word of caution to say, be very, very concerned when the efficient financial, like, the people who want to, like, squeeze every last dollar when they get a hold of the culture and the systems. Yeah. Like, when those are the people who are making the ultimate decisions, you should be very concerned. Now, I want to I be clear. You need those people. Yes. You need those people who are going to drive out waste and push in efficiency. Like, you need those people who are going to ask questions and go, well, why are we spending this? Why are we spending that? But if that becomes the people who get the trump card on all the decisions being made, yep. your culture will be sacrificed in the process. This is the last last question because I think this is where this is really kind of tied out to is that you have in your statement here, I'm going to read it, what you have. It says, you can intentionally become who you need to be as a leader. Yeah. Talk why that is so important for culture. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the culture of the team is the the character and personality of the leader. That's the reality. Right. Like, that's what it is. They, they said it, like, more than anything else. Behavior yep. of the leader and what is rewarded from the followers, it sets the culture more yes. than anything else. And so if you're not deliberate on who do you need to be in the moment instead of just walking in. I always laugh uh, when I first came to uh, what was formerly uh, Beaver Creek Church of the Nazarene. And that's like, hey, what are you going to do about this? Like in the interview, thousand questions. What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about this? Over and over again, I answered, I don't know. Right. I can tell you what I did before, but I have no idea because you're different than where I was. Right. You're different than what I've experienced before. And if I come in with my set systems and programs, there's a chance that's it so might good. work if it's a perfect fit. Sure. But if it's not, right. I'm going to destroy it in the process. That's great. That's good. Uh, yeah. Adapt. Yeah. Overcome. And move forward. That's great. Uh, what's the bottom line? Bottom line. For this one. Ooh, this is good. This is good. <laughs> Culture before profit always. That's it. That's it. Episode 111, The Culture is the Bottom Line. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new to the podcast, haven't yet subscribed, now is the time on your favorite podcast platform. If you did that now, also post about it, rate and review. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. And we love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life and business. If you have a story, visit leadinghope.online and send that to us. We want to hear from you. And remember, everyone has has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. <laughs>